0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Omier's Corner. For today's episode, we're into the third of our degree workshops. So on this week's degree workshop, we are going to be highlighting the, the subject I hold near, dear to my heart, what I'm studying. We're going to be highlighting two subjects. So we're going to be talking about medicine and dentistry in this workshop. So I've invited three special guests, two medics and a dentist, to come and talk to us about their degree, their journey to their degree. We're going to talk about all of our experiences. We've all known each other since sixth form, since our biology lessons of joy. So um, just to give a bit more insight into the degree workshops as a whole and why I wanted to do this specific episode, Um, I found and obviously our guests are going to discuss this as well but applying for medicine and dentistry is one of the hardest subjects out there to apply for and sometimes there's not often a lot of support for people um, guidance on how to apply what to do how to approach the situation so I was hoping that this podcast episode will really shed a light on that and also show that applying for medicine and dentistry and just the experience can be fun like it's not all very super intense studying, but we're also quite normal, average people. So, without further ado, I think I'll just go around and get each of my guests to kind of introduce themselves, tell us a bit about themselves, and then we'll get into it. So, whoever wants to go first?
1: Um, my name is Um, I study medicine. I'm a first year medical student and I go to Queen um, Mary's.
2: My name's Moyd and I'm doing dentistry at King's first year and I also went to Harris Westminster. <laughs> okay, um, <clears throat> hello
3: everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hello everyone, my name is <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you can just- you guys to chill, bad though. All right, hello everyone. My name is Efe. Um, I'm studying medicine uh, in Southampton and I went to higher suspension with these law as well.
0: Fantastic, thank you very much to all my fantastic guests. So I guess the first question we're really gonna discuss and talk about in terms of medicine is a bit of each of our individual journeys to medicine. So maybe if I go around to each person, and i'd just like you to maybe highlight why you when you knew you wanted to study medicine um your journey in terms of sixth form your a levels and just a bit of background before we talk about the application process so moid maybe if you want to go first
2: so um i literally decided to do dentistry like a month before the deadline. I had two personal statements, one for medicine, one for dentistry and even before year 12 I didn't even plan on doing anything related to medicine or dentistry. I was trying to do PPE, like a totally different course.
0: really? Right.
2: But at, in the end there was basically between medicine and dentistry and because the application process is so similar and you do UCAT, you have person statement, same interview questions, it was hard to make the choice. But after looking at um, well the main thing is the lifestyle you have after you graduate and the jobs the job structure and stuff, dentistry appealed to me a lot more. Because it's much more relaxed converted medicine. And that's the main thing because I don't want my job to be be all and end all. I want to have free time which I can do other stuff in. year twelve I done maths, bio, chem and history. Then I adopt history and then EPQ, then maths, bio and chem.
0: Cool. Thank you
3: very much. Okay. Fa, do you wanna go next? I'm doing medicine right now, like I said before. Um, I studied I studied biology. Now I never seen it to turn the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> turn off. In Harris I studied biochem and maths and I did philosophy for the first year. So and then I dropped it for second year. So basically I feel like I've always wanted to do medicine from jump, like from even when I was in primary school, fam, because I've always been good at, well, <laughs> I've always <laughs> been de- I've always been decent at science, and I've literally been terrible by everything else. So English, art, all of that, like, I don't like none of those. So I decided, you know what? What job could I do? What career could I get into that that's solid in terms of like financial stability, in a sense, and then I could interact with a lot of people because I'm I feel like I'm a people person. So. That was how I decided medicine, I guess.
0: Okay, cool. Thank you. Um Nervous,
1: take the floor.
0: Okay, yeah, I did
1: buy a mass and rubber mouse. And um yeah, like I say, I kinda always wanted to well not really do medicine, but I always wanted to be a doctor, so yeah, do medicine. Um yeah, I didn't I couldn't really imagine like there's not a lot of things that I really enjoyed like I do you know like English and history and all of that but I just not actually I was pointless but I just didn't really care for it at all it was I was just doing it because I kind of had to do it but when it kind of came like with the sciences it was something I enjoyed because it was like okay so this is how everything works this is why things happen like in a way you could possibly say I'm a nosy person and I kind of mm. want to know like Anyway, just why? Why is all of this stuff happening? And I felt like medicine would answer that question. And I wanted a job where I could actually like like be quite I wanted an active job that I was doing, doing stuff. I felt like there was a point to it. So not obviously there are points to other jobs, but I wanted to like really kind of work. So yeah.
0: Cool. Thanks, MC. Um, I guess to give a bit of background about my medicine journey, it's a bit more convoluted. Um, so for my A-levels, I did biology, chemistry, politics. I did a core maths qualification and I did an extended project qualification starting all in year 12. Um, and I carried all through all of those subjects through, to so year 13. Um, I had always kind of had an idea of medicine. It was always kind of something I discussed with my family that I was interested in doing. But I think it's very different, like wanting to be a doctor and knowing that you need to study medicine to be a doctor. And I kind of never put those two together. So then um, when I started sixth form, I really, really struggled with the two sciences. I didn't enjoy them um, the way I did at GCSE, um, but I did enjoy politics. So at one point I was convinced I was going to go and study politics or international relations or even law or something or the other. Um And I was really set on that. And then I really thought about it, had a change of heart again. And I thought, okay, this is the career that I want to pursue um, after weighing up everything in the balance. And um, yeah, I decided to study medicine. We've had a bit of an introduction to all of you. We know a bit about um, this group that we've got here. Um, I was thinking maybe we could talk everybody through the application process. Just what it was like from personal statement interview. How did you pick your unis? Open days. What were the vibes like from everyone? Who? What's the? What are the people applying for medicine? What is it like? What are the? What's the response from teachers from authority to you wanting to apply for medicine? Then, like, what is it like? So, if anyone just wants to go first with some initial thoughts, go
1: ahead. Okay, so is picking unis? I feel like UCAT BMAT, that will like definitely play an effect. So my UCAT wasn't too good, so um um that would I didn't like go for unis so I knew we were looking solely at UCAT. But um this shouldn't be how it is, but I wasn't too informed, I think, with my choices. I was quite laid back. I just I didn't um I knew I didn't want to put, pick unis that focused on UCAT but um
3: So the night before I literally was like a call. Cool let me change two of my unis to two better ones, because I picked some <laughs> some next, some next, next unis. So I said, okay, cool, I'll change this one to that one, this one to that one, and then, yeah. But I feel like I didn't have enough time to actually think properly. Mm. But, yeah, I, I think I would have picked more unis I would have liked, but, yeah. Cool. Moed?
2: So with dentistry, you don't have that much of a choice because there's like nine or eleven unis that do dentistry, and a priority for me was to stay in London. And there's only two unis that do it in London, that already kind of like made it easy for me to choose. So I had the option of like nine unis, and I chose both of them in London, Queen Mary's and or Barts and Kings, and then I just then I chose any two outside of London, Birmingham and Manchester. But same with Effie, like, I didn't really care where I got into because at the end of the day, you're going to be a dentist regardless of where you graduated from. So I didn't really have like a particular uni in mind. The first priority was just to stay in London if I could. If not, then it's not that deep. But, but yeah, same as Effie, it doesn't really matter where I went.
1: Cool. Um. Yeah, my uni choices. I didn't think. I just my main thing was, I guess, hopefully they don't look too much at U class. I looked at what grades you needed, what they were looking for. And um, that's, my picking of unis wasn't too. I never had a university that I was like, I really want to go to, which I think could be quite dangerous because, like, it's very, like, you're not always going to get into where you want to get into. So I feel like if you're solely, obviously, you can have the uni you want to aim for, but if you're going to be so like, hard bent on getting in on this uni, it can be quite damaging because, say, if they reject you now, that could really could really get effective. So I didn't have a uni that I really wanted to go to, so my choices are quite draws, but yeah, that would be one thing I say. Don't focus too much on one uni. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um Yeah, I just for me, when I was applying like I had uh I had two two A's. No, I had three B's at no, I had two Bs and a C at first for my predicted grades. So straight away, I was already looking at foundational programs because really and truly, I'm not going anywhere with two Bs and a C. So I was like looking for like the, the uni that like I did proper research. Like I feel like if you, I feel like you can increase your chances of getting in if you don't just listen to everyone else. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Oh, um, this is the best medical school, blah, blah, blah. Cause at the end of the day, everyone's still going to be doctors. So, so I was very like, like at one night, I literally sat down. I think I was even in front of you guys. I, I sat down and I was literally searching for any uni that would just take any uni that would take me. So I went through all of their requirements. I was looking for the ones that require like put more points in GCSEs and UCAT. Because my like UK wasn't that bad. So I properly did research on that, and then. I was like, okay, cool. So I'll, I can, I'll, the chance of me getting an interview for so, so, and so unis is higher than the rest. So the unis I picked, everyone was like, not, not everyone wasn't like, uh, they're not good, but you could just tell because everyone was applying to this big, 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 big main unis. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't care, man. Because at the end of the day, everyone's going to be a doctor. So I think that's how I went about it. And then after, so like the night before the night before we had to submit our thing to the school i ended up persuading all my t- all, all my teachers to change my bbc to the three A's.
0: so initially when i was picking my unis uh, i wanted to be as far away okay this doesn't make sense i picked two unis in london but it doesn't make sense but at first i wanted to be as far away from london as possible um so i picked glasgow and Birmingham thinking, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be really far away um, to have the whole uni experience. Um, and Glasgow and Birmingham rejected me. So it was a sign that I was supposed to stay in London. Um, but, yeah, I think with picking my unis, it's the same as everyone kind of said. I didn't really have my heart set on anywhere in particular. It was more a thing of, like, everyone offers medicine. Like, you're all going to be a doctor or a dentist at the end of all of them. So, it was less of a thing of like, I dream to go to this uni, and more like, what do I think works best for me in terms of like the course structure, the location, the accommodation, those kind of things played play a factor when I was making my final decision. But like initial choices, I was kind of just picking the places that I visited and I thought not bad. So, yeah. Um, how about personal statements? Does, does anyone want to share? Um, so in case anyone doesn't know, um, uh, the, you know, as a group, we went through a lot of personal statement drama, um, in particular, help, helping each other. Yeah. There were many, <laughs> many yeah. late-night phone calls writing this personal statement. So um, does anyone want to talk about what it was like to write a medicine or dentistry
3: personal statement? Uh, for me... Man, (laughs) there was a lot of, uh, um, because I'm not, like I said, I feel like I need to emphasize this enough. Like I said before, English is not my, my strong. So the way I had to get help from anyone that was anyone. Yeah. So for my personal statement, I feel like at first I just wrote everything down. That's what everyone says. Like just write everything down, everything you've done, blah 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 blah, like everything, all the workspace you've done, volunteering, all the prefects, or whether or not you've been prefect at school, um, all the clubs, all the societies, all the books you read. Just write everything down. And then and this this is another reason why you need to start early as well. I know no one no one ever starts early, but you need to start early. So I would say do that first then just cut everything down like when you the thing is when you do a lot of stuff to prepare for medical school or dentistry or whatever like you don't realize that some of the things you did are not relevant at all like they, they literally even look good on the past statement so when you write everything down you can look at everything and say okay this paragraph is dead okay this paragraph is good it, it shows that i've done this it shows that i know this it shows that i have these skills. so that was the first thing i did and then the next thing was tackling the grammar and punctuation, like pick a few teachers that you think know what they're talking about. And you, then you think could actually improve your personal statement. Because if you show it to too many teachers, everyone will have their own thing to say. And then before you know it, your personal statement is looking like ass. So I would say this definitely be
2: selective about the
3: teacher that you're showing your personal statement to.
2: I was, I'm, I'm gonna, first thing I'm going to say is that like, your personal statement will never look good enough to you like, sometimes like, the first thing is you shouldn't stress because your, your personal statement is less deep than what you think it is like, if, when universities look at it it's not like they look at it as a differentiating thing or most unis don't look at it like a differentiating factor like for medical medicine and dentistry your UCAP matters for some unis and once you secure an interview that's the main thing that they focus on So your personal statement isn't something where you need to be stressing. Like it's not the last thing that it's not like the most important thing that they're gonna look at. Even though your school might say that, your school might say, "Oh, you have to stand out. You have to say this and say that and stuff like that." But it's it's not it's never that that deep. And for dentistry, similar to medicine as well, for dentistry to give it like a flavour of dentistry, you can add a bit of like a business aspect because dentistry is very business orientated like you're going to work at a practice and someday you might even own a practice so you might want to show that you have those kind of skills within you and this isn't like a very important factor but if you can the best people to show your personal statement to would dental students or medical students because they've gone through the system and they know what it takes to get in so if they got in most likely their personal statement was good enough for them to get in teachers are good like Effie said if you show sure it to too many teachers then every teacher thinks that they know best and you're going to get too many advice too much advice and it's, it's going to confuse you even more.
1: Yeah. Nebs?
0: Um,
1: yeah I agree with what family um, and both said really. I actually showed a few teachers I started my personal statement quite late I think and um, I showed my first teacher she was like, yeah, it was good. It's fine. Then I showed another teacher, and then I wanted to cry. And, um, yeah, but I think I, I just made the changes. I didn't spend a lot of time on my personal statement. It's important, but I think um, that like once you get past that stage, like, maybe because it's one of the first stages, it seems like a lot, but there are a lot of other stages you have to go to. So, for example, I think when I was writing my personal statement, we had at mocks or maybe I was revising for UCAT or something so um there are other stuff that's still important but um yeah I think I'm just going to teachers do what they say as says um students whoever you can get is good but like don't everyone's going to have something different to say so um I don't think changing it every time someone says something so that like, drastically will just stress you out so I wouldn't spend too much um time on it just put that all the stuff you need to put yeah
0: no definitely even for me as well like i felt um i wrote so many drafts i literally spoke to not too many people but i spoke to a lot of people and at some points it would be like a teacher would tell you oh this part was really really good and then you'd come back and show them the same thing with like other things changed, and they'd be like the thing that you, they just told you was good like now is not so good or like just if you have contradicting opinions it can be really hard to put together something like coherent. It can kind of end up sounding like it's been written by like five different people, which is never good. Um, and also, another important thing to note is that even though we're talking about the application process in like stages, like um, choosing unis, personal statements, um, UCAT, all of that stuff, a lot of this stuff overlapped. So, in applying for medicine and dentistry, we were really balancing like a lot of different things at one time which was definitely a lot, and you had to, like, prioritise which one was going to be more important or schedule your time in such a way where, like, you've put enough
2: distance between
0: each of the stages. So, Moy, do you had one more point about um, personal statements that you wanted to add?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to say that remember what you write in a personal statement because some you can ask, you can bring out your personal statement and ask you questions that were like, oh, you did charity in this country or this, well, like, this shop. How was it? And if you don't remember what you even said, you can't relate to what what they want you to say. For example, I said I did um, once a week charity at a local Oxfam. If I forgot about that, I wouldn't even, like, if I knew about it before the interview, I would try to have some things in my head from before. Like, I went weekly, I did this, I did that, I helped the manager do this and that. But if you completely forgot about it, you're going to stutter on the spot. And then it's going to make you look like you don't know what you're talking about. So it's important to know what you wrote in your personal statement.
0: Yeah, that's very, very true. So, guys, we've spoken about personal statements. Now, I'm going to set the scene. We've written our personal statements. Obviously, in case you didn't know, um, in the UK, for your application for medicine and dentistry.
2: You're global in the UK.
0: (laughs) I mean, period. Uh... They get sent off. Um, they get sent off on the uh, 15th of October so after the 15th of October in general that's when um, universities consider the applications um, obviously you would have done either the UCAT tests for certain unis or the BMAT tests for other unis and then we come on to the the big deal is the interview process this is when kind of everyone prepares you get asked there's loads of different styles of interviews and how it all works and whether you get offered an interview and how to prepare for them and everything so does anyone want to start talking about like their interview journey what was it like was it easy to find help um what were your any interview experiences that you want to share were they good were they bad
2: Whoever wants to go first. Okay, so for for my interview practice, what I think was most effective was to go through questions with people. Doesn't matter who it is. Like if you have a couple of friends, go to them, and just do one question, two question, and see how well it's like how well your answers flow. So the main thing you want to have on the day of your interview is a good flow and a good like structure to what you're saying. So you get in the habit of to, not have like don't have like, a set answer. If you have, if you get into the habit of talking about the same points for the same question over and over again, it'll come out really smoothly on the interview day. And I think that's the most important thing. Like, you want to be in a good flow when, you, when you're answering the question. Yes,
1: I had one interview, and that was for Queen Mary. So I didn't get any offers from my other unis. But um, I did do a bit of interview practice before. I think um, I had one with, which was with like a doctor, and um, so I didn't know her, then I had some that like, practice ones with like friends in school or like just other like classmates. um I feel like it's good to practice with people who you don't talk to usually because if you're doing if I'm doing an interview now with like you guys, like everybody's just gonna be playing around it's not gonna be serious, so I think it's good to do practice with people who um it's good to do practice <laughs> with people who you don't see oh like that.
0: Um, He's right though. Do you remember when we used to do practice in those classrooms? That role play that was bad because we would literally just spend an hour laughing. Yeah. yeah but if
2: you got it done in those situations, you can get it done into you.
0: That is quite true. It was so bad. We used to pretend to be like old people, or like breaking bad news. Yeah. And, we... and I remember
1: there was this one time where I think I was videoing it now. I think FA was doing it, Who's the a doctor, and then he, you were crying now, and he goes, hold your hand, and he's like, listen, listen, (laughs) and like, um, you can't actually, I don't do that in an actual, real life so you want to be with people, I guess, or you want to try at least with people who you're not too comfortable with, um, with my actual interview, um. I was a bit nervous at first, but I think in my practice once I was nervous, but then I ease into it, like I start kind of getting more comfortable, but I was a bit nervous, which, I mean, it's going to be normal. It's a bit normal anyway. But um, I guess with interviews, i just say, well, one thing I think worked for me was that I didn't really just talk about medicine. So even, you know, stuff like um, where you've worked in a team or how you overcome like a difficult experience, that like I would talk about, okay, like, because I play football now, So that was something that I could talk about, and that worked for me because my interviewer was also part of of the football team. So we got to talk about that, and I feel like that's why I am here today. So um, I feel like talking about stuff that's not medicine related um, is can help you stand out. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's a chance to show your personality to the interview, other than just your grades and what you can offer to the medical course. Like it shows it shows them who you can be in the uni, other than just Idea.
1: yeah this is where you can't die you go running in the morning because
3: um they <laughs> <are some sessions laughs> anyways about... because i because i, I actually I, used, I actually used to go jogging yeah okay so that's something you can add on to your interview to a past statement to give you more like you know to show that you actually fit show that like, not fit but like, to show that you actually have extracurricular activity which is why i said but obviously these are here so they never believe me
0: before like you talk about like, your actual interview like what was it like preparing did you go to any workshops yeah i
3: like went something? i went to the king's the king's um acs the king's mm. um acm or something like that i went ACM. to work, acms right? yeah i went to the workshop that was really helpful actually so i would say i don't know how they're going to do it this year but obviously it's going to be different because of the covid thing but yeah, definitely. yeah
1: they already did it
3: some of them yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah I would say online. definitely, definitely do um, workshops. Go to because all the all the London unions, or obviously if you're from London, all the London unions do um, like Kings, Imperial, Mary's, They always do like interview practice for medics and dent and dentists. So I would say definitely go to that. Um, speak to your friends as well. It's it's so different it. sometimes you could you could do with yourself at home, but I would say also do with friends. So. Yeah, I did it with a lot of people in my school. A lot of people helped. Yeah, I think that's that's all I did to so be It wasn't it wasn't that for well for me it wasn't that bad. I don't think mm. the interviews were that. I feel like the interviews are definitely defer overhyped.
0: And um, how many interviews did you have, FA?
3: <laughs> I got all of my interviews. I
0: got sorry sorry i didn't catch that, that
3: okay then. i got four interviews got okay
0: two... then
3: okay i had I had sorry. all my interviews but yeah i would say it wasn't it was not that bad you no know even though i only got two mm. at the end, two at the end of the day but
0: okay that's good yeah. um for me the interview process i think um so there are different types of interviews. First of all, there's the MMI, which is multiple mini interviews, and then there's like the traditional panel-based interviews. So, for example, uh, never seen I. Moy, did you do an interview at Queen Mary as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the three of us did interviews at Queen Marys, and that was a panel-based interview. So they gave us like an article. Um, which I had to read about and then the beginning of the interview was based on like that article and then the rest of it they just asked us standard like questions you're just sitting there's a panel of like three or four people and you're just answering their questions whereas MMI you're going from station to station so that was my King's interview each station is a different question with a different interviewer and they don't know what's happening at the other station so let's say something went wrong at the first station they won't know that at the last station so each one is kind of separate Um, in terms of preparation, I mean, I always felt kind of, um, not insecure about interviews and medicine, but just in general, I hadn't done any, um, like hospital work experience. Like I'd never shadowed a doctor and all of that stuff. And I didn't really do very many interview workshops. I did, um, like a online Skype interview with a company called Melanin Medics um i'll put that in the description box because they've just started their this round of like practice interviews where basically you get one-on-one experience with like a medical student or a doctor doing interview practice with you and i found that really really helpful um and yeah eventually i had my interviews um and they were both okay to be honest i i would say my main tip is um, obviously nerves are normal but don't be so nervous that like it completely freezes you in your tracks like you literally can't speak so just kind of try not to be phased also if something goes wrong like just keep going like there were moments where I was like oh my gosh what I said did not make any sense and I just carried on anyway and tried to get back on track Um, I think that's really important it shows that like you can deal with disruption or challenges and that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I had, had, had a lot of that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I had go a ahead. lot of the. Oh my god, what did I just say? Mm. That, I had the. <laughs>
0: oh, FA when he used to go to the interviews, like he'd go and then that night he'd call us and just literally recount the whole thing and be like, F.A. "Oh my god, ah,
3: so I had the, I said so much BS, man! Wow." um but people, people always say never come down people always say that <laughs> oh you can you can you can never oh you should, it you wasn't should, funny you should. people always say you should try to uh, move on or whatever like yeah just when you go to the next one it'll be fine i uh, just forget about it but the way i was stuck like and it was sad because that one was like the second one the third one i think this was exeter my extra interview, and that was like the third station and you had like I had like nine like eight so I was like right I was like definitely just messed that one up I just had to slap myself just quickly just fix up but yeah it's it's okay to be worried that you said something wrong I just want to say that because I feel like everyone's always like ah oh, just ignore it move on to the next one but yeah um what am I going to say <laughs> I don't know
1: if this will work with everyone but like One thing I think that my dad would say with the interviews is that um, in a way, try and see them as you're kind of like an equal. So you're not like, oh my gosh, this person's interviewing me for medicine because I feel like that can become quite scary. I try and see it as not that they're my mate, but maybe they're like a teacher I'm like good friends with or something like that. So it's not too scary. Like try and imagine it that, you know, they don't want you to fail. So that would help me to not get so nervous.
2: Yeah, a lot of people, like, a lot of teachers told us that like, some interviews might try to put off, but put us off, but without me, I didn't experience that. Like, a lot of interviews were nice to me. It was just normal. I didn't. <laughs> oh
0: my God. You know how they always say like, oh, you might get a station where they try and put you off. But I always thought like it was a myth or like it was just something they say, but they don't actually do it. So I get to one of my like MMI stations now. and I don't know if this was intentional or in my head, but I'm sitting there and I'm answering the question. And the interviewer just starts like sighing, like.
2: Why? Why are you, you new? that?
0: This is Kings, and my heart literally <laughs> dropped. And I was like, "Why am I saying something wrong?" <laughs> but I couldn't like stop if that makes sense because you can't just be like is there a problem I just carried on talking and he was just like hmm. <laughs> and I was just looking around I was like okay but I just kind of I don't know I think in a way I'm lucky because with my personality I just carried on talking anyway and answered the question like not that it didn't bother me it just kind of distracted me a little bit um so yeah it is definitely possible that you might get um like distracted or put off even just around the room like if you're somebody that gets distracted easily and i don't know someone drops something or something happens you might like be phased for a moment and because obviously the time you have is precious um that can be quite difficult to deal with so
2: during my King interview, me. the fire alarm mm. off. No! Like, no in a drill, like a serious one. So, you had to like, leave the building for like a good 20, to 30 minutes. And you have in to the stay with your of the interviewer. Station. Yeah, like the station was just about to end. So, I said everything I needed to say. And they were like, oh, guys, don't worry, we'll, we'll repeat the station. I was like, that's going to be so long. But it was actually kind of helpful. I think that's the reason I got in because that interviewer, we had, I, had to talk to, I had to talk to her for like 20 minutes. It was stations from King, isn't it? Or yeah. was it one? No, it was station. I had six six or seven stations. Six.
0: Okay, so see, you had one more point about interviews that you wanted to add. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say, um, you should have a question for the interviewer. I had a question, but then I kind of asked, no, I didn't ask my question, but the person who was like guiding us to the interview answered my question. So I was just like, okay, I don't need to ask it. But when she asked if I had any questions, the way she was looking at me, was like, I want you to have a question and then i was like no thank you i felt like she was a bit disappointed so um, mm. the question's not for you it's for them or it's for you to get into medical school so i feel like it's it's important to have um a question
0: fantastic thanks never see so everyone we've spoken about the interview process we've spoken about the application process um obviously we all got into medical school, dental school. <laughs> and um maybe if we could just talk briefly about like what it felt like on I don't know, resorts day, actually getting
3: in. Um well I feel like I'm the only one that can talk about this because these are had, uh, had the breeze. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <They're> already,
3: <laughs> they're already they already they knew they got in. So okay. for me, um so that morning, I didn't receive an email in it. And I was like, right. So, so Exeter emailed me saying, yeah, you, you're not, you, you didn't get in. So I already knew straight away that I didn't get three, I didn't get two A's and a B. Because that was my requirement for Exeter, two A's and a B. And then for Southampton, my requirements were three B's. So I was like, okay. I haven't received emails from Southampton as well, so let me see. Sounds like I wasn't going to go in because if I got the email, congratulations, I wasn't going to go in. So when I didn't get the email, now thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, I'm like, cool, I'm going to go in. So I went in, and then, um, so yeah, I got my grades. So I went in, I went, I got my grades, and then I was like, this should be decent enough. To, <laughs> this is this is the, this is what I need to get in it. So I was like, okay, cool. So I called them. So another thing is, nah, it's crazy. A, lot, a lot of people got sick, but it's, it's fair because yeah. we didn't sit, it's not fair because we didn't sit the exam and it was just the school and the government that decided. So a lot of people were just like, what the hell? And yes, I called them. They were like, they were like, Effie, you've got in that we've just been the only reason why i was not sending you an email, congratulations, because we were waiting for the form we told me to fill two months back. <laughs> and mm. I was like, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, what? And then she was like, yeah, we sent you, we sent all the, we sent all the applicants uh, form to fill. Okay. And I was like, right. And I was like, it's actually, it's only me. It's actually only me, fam. That will, that will, that will miss this opportunity because of one simple form I didn't fill. So yeah, so I filled, I filled it straight away. Well, I saw the one I got him straight away, and then I sent it off.
1: Not if he makes it through life the way he does, everything just works for him. Uh, for God.
2: Real way. Way. No, yeah.
1: but everything, everything works for him. Like, that's the a time.
2: big start Getting into uni as well, you know, the fate is a big thing. It's crazy,
1: the like,
3: hate? everything just it's,
1: sits in the It's, 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 it's good,
3: it's not even it, like it's good,
1: it's, it's actually good. I it's think it's good. It
0: Thanks guys so we've done results there and now we're in medical school and dental school um who wants to talk about what these first like couple of months have been like um just for reference so fa is doing a foundation year Moyd's doing dentistry and me and never are doing the five-year medicine program so anyone want to talk about like initial experiences Is medicine what you expected? Is dentistry what you expected? Um, Are you stressed? Do you have sleepless nights? Um, Are there too many lectures? So on and so forth. Do you have lectures in person? Because some people I know here have that privilege. So yeah, take your time.
2: The first day for me was a madness. I had like six lectures and it was straight away into the the content. And I was just like, if this is every day, I can't do this. But then after nice. that, fight, But now I think it's like, what, week 10, week 11? And I've had mm. 130 something lectures in like two months.
1: Nice.
0: And I've examined
2: them for this. And how did they
0: examine think, them, with?
2: I got what I need from passing it. That's all we care about.
0: Lovely, <laughs> <Jumbly, jumbly>. lovely.
2: <laughs> but yeah, as in, for me, yeah, so far, they wanted, like, they had a study skills session like two days ago. And they were like, oh, you guys should, like, do your lectures until five. And after that, take a break and then do two hours or three hours more of work, like, self-directed work. I was like, wow. So that's, like, what, 30, 20 hours, 20 to 30 hours every week extra. Mm. But I barely get through my lectures during the day. Like, I take my lectures off. And I, when I'm finished, that's my work done. I don't do yeah. revision or anything like that. Because to do it from home is too much. Yeah. But we're going to get used to it. So it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Now, how do you guys cope? Like, there's like I have like five, six lectures a day. And most like, I lectures are these just
1: the recorded ones, or do, do these include like the live
2: one? No, like some, like some good lecturers, they do their lectures live because they wanna have that interaction thing. That helps a lot more. But most of mine are pre-recorded. And it's not even like you guys. You guys, you guys have all your for Kings Medical. I know they have their lectures uploaded until like December. I oh, want well, yeah. it's literally on the day. And sometimes they miss the day, so
3: at least you lot have your own um your your Kings has your own website, your own system where you're My playing your stuff.
0: Was. We're
3: using this ghetto blackboard <laughs> This ghetto blackboard and um Panopto or something like that.
0: <laughs> what? what?
3: No,
1: but but Effie, I, you have no,
3: no, to be impairment. fair, my ones, my, my my lectures are in person anyway, so it's quiet. Exactly. Well, it's not like you attend. It's <laughs> not that, that what we're doing on this this our uh, dear friends podcast? Anyway, yeah. So okay, let me. I might as well go next now because this girl's really But um, yeah. So my all my lectures have been in person. Uh. So. Because i obviously I'm on, but this is purely because I'm on the foundation here. So because I'm on the foundation here, there's like twenty five of us. So what they did was actually like I, don't know, I think there's thirty of us. So what they did was they split us into groups of 15 15 or like fourteen, fifteen, or something like that. So I'm in mean, yeah irrelevant. But so what we do is we go in we go in at different times in the day. So it's 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 four groups A B C D. So a and B will go in, let's say, 10 a.m. to 12, 12 a.m., and then the teachers have to change rooms and then prepare for the group C and D for 1 to 3 p.m. So mm-hmm. sometimes, like, on a Monday, my, my lecture could be at 1. On the Tuesday, my lecture could be at 10. On a Wednesday, it could be at 9 a.m. On a Thursday, it could be at 4 p.m. Like, it depends. It just varies. But the earliest is 9, and then the latest will be, like, 6. 6 ending, not 6 starting. So, layers will start, start at four. Yeah. So, yeah. So, on, on the note of this dog hating on me saying I miss my lectures, I, the thing is, everyone, you know what it is? Everyone else is at home doing online lectures, but I now have to get ready and go to lectures. Dead.
0: But it's so different. I'm, it's I'm not just... that, you know what? You don't, like, don't realise, on paper, online lectures sounds like a dream. And in reality, it's just one of the most demotivating
3: like, things now No, but ever. the thing is, in-person lectures are overrated now. Like, I feel like, mm. before you would just say, I'm going to lecture, but now it's oh, online, in-person. But really and truly, like, just think of last year, or like, people that have been to uni, people that know, like, they're always like, oh, these lectures aren't dead. Like, like most the people are spoken to them, they're like, they do work outside of lectures anyways. Yeah. I don't know if you guys When you speak to people in need, they're, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They, they're in the library 24s, like the, their lecturers don't... They don't learn anything from the lecturers, which is exactly what happens. That's why most of the time I miss my lectures. Not most of the time, but half and half. But... because I'm doing my like, learning really from YouTube. Like, really,
2: truly, I pick... Huh? What is it? I said, I'm doing my learning from YouTube. I watched a lecture for like 20 yeah, minutes. Too, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. But
3: well, the times... The time's I'm learning from, from YouTube or... That was Osmosis page or whatever that's That's what
2: i've been using because and that guy armando he's hard (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the lectures are like on
3: in-person lectures are because the lecturers are literally just running through like this the the woman i have for immunology she's literally flash she literally runs through (laughs) the lectures like and immunology is one of the things you need to know properly so mm. yeah, that's why most time, I, if I look at my timetable that morning, I'm like, okay, what time do I have to wake up today? Blah blah. Who do I have? If I see the the teacher that I don't like, I just go back to bed because there's no point. Because I could just watch the lecture again later. Because all the lectures are recorded, I could watch it again later and then cross cross reference with um YouTube. So that's why I pick yeah. the lectures I go to because really truly, yeah, it's just it's
2: just long. But I feel like it, yeah. gives, it gives structure to your day. Yeah. That's, That's what he doesn't
0: get. Yeah.
2: get. It's yeah, it structure. Yeah, it it's structure. I, work. I could be finished work at four, or five, but I finish at like eight, nine, because I just don't yeah.
3: do it. After, literally... that, after that, it's Aww. good after that, after that, like a group of us can decide to go to the library or go to some room to just go over the lecture. So in that sense, yeah, it's lit. Like because you get to. You be, can talk to people yeah, and can, interact You, you can obviously, people. yeah, yeah. To be fair, after lectures, we go get food, we chill for a bit. You could yeah. go lecture. Like, so, I'll, in that sense, obviously, you're 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 with the people that are on your course. So, in that sense, it's lit.
0: Yeah. No, I just find pre-recorded. It's not even like the fact that I'm I'm so desperate to go to a lecture. It's just structure. Like, I have to wake up at this time, otherwise, I will miss this lecture. Like, no, it's not going anywhere. Like, it's going to be there, and the That's fact it. that it will be there, it's not even like if if lectures, let's say lectures disappeared within like two weeks, let's say that was a thing, like. even then my days would have more structure because I just know like it must be done within a certain period of time otherwise it's going whereas now it's kind of like things just catch up with you and before you know you're behind I'm just rolling from my bed to my chair to my bed to my chair sometimes I don't even get to my chair um and yeah it's just a lot um are we enjoying medical school, staff dental school? Oh, yeah. On the...
3: the, Yeah, the question actually was, how has it been from the start? So from the start, uh, it was... So because I'm on the foundation, the workload is way less. So I feel like every time I call these lot, well, the few times, quote-unquote, I call them. They're always... Call us. You mean we catch you? When's convenient, your schedule? they They are always working it, so... So that just shows that the foundation year is way easier than is way easier than the actual five year. Yeah. So, yeah. So the foundation year, what happens is, um, we basically do what the first year lot do, but more down in the sense. So the foundation year is to prepare us for the first year. So everything we're doing now is just like the basics of everyone doing first year. So when we're in first year, it will be good because. All of us will have, like, a structure. We're already used to the uni. We already know what we're yeah. doing in terms of, like, every, where the library is and, like, how to structure our days, how the lectures work, how everything works. So I would say in that sense it's good because for everyone else, like like what these are saying, first day is hectic for them because, like, the workload is too much, all of that. So for me, it would just be like, okay, cool, I've already done this content before. So I'm just building up on that knowledge and I already know how to structure my life. I guess in uni because everyone everyone knows this is the first time, so
2: yeah, the foundation is there. I guess. And, and you get and to stay in uni for longer. F- well, I've time. Huh? So you get to stay in uni for longer, like more years. Some people like staying in uni. Is that a, like a plus. He's saying you like that's a yeah. plus. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> like, like for example, some dentists and some medics they do intercalation even though they don't have to just to so stay stay in uni for longer. It's not because they want an extra degree. Like okay, some people might. He's uh, doing that doing fun. Fun. Bro, <coughs> for us uni so... hasn't been okay for, for us uni hasn't been that fun because of COVID, isn't it? But usually it's lit. There's events every but every other week there's some event going on. Okay, you so know, it's fair. Literally,
3: you when you leave uni, that's life <laughs> that's life done. Literally. Like, so like your youth, your youth. is act, like you're done, basically. Yeah. All you're gonna be doing is pub with your with your workmates and that's it. That's it, literally.
1: Um, yeah, there's a lot of work to do, um, I'm like a week behind so, but um, yeah so in terms of like if it was live like we would go to the lectures I feel like in a way that could be better because even though I may not understand it I wouldn't be as behind but um, also I've become so used to recorded lectures that like if it was not page I don't know how I'm going to handle that because I've just become so used to it being recorded. But I feel like um FM Roy just spoke about um Facebook quite a bit about like how intense it could get. So like, I just talk about I don't know socially or my health. because um, mm. um, of COVID I haven't really met oh in my flat. I've been like two months now and um I've been alone. All my flatmates have gone home. So like <laughs> um, I'm just here <laughs> No he one's still,
3: no one's there still. No one's here. You how mad that is.
1: Um, in bars you have to share showers and stuff, so um, that's been fine because I've had a shower to myself, and then the cleaner comes daily, so I'm used to that now. Health-wise, um, um, yeah, no, my sleeping schedule has been really bad. I mean, I already didn't sleep, but now it's a thing where. If I try to go to bed, I can't, which is weird, because I'd sleep, like, yesterday I tried to go to bed early, like 11, and I was up until, like, 2, because the night before I would have gone to bed at, like, 6.40, so that's not been very... She means a.m., not (laughs) p.m. Yeah, so, but um, I feel like that's more, that's not for everyone. I feel like my management skills haven't been the greatest, so it's not always going to be like that, but for me, that was a bit... And friends-wise, yeah, my flatmates have gone. I mean, I've met some other people from other um, flats, and they're quite nice, but COVID has, like, stopped, I think. Not for everyone, but for me,
0: yeah. Yeah. I feel like with London unis in general, because of the situation, everything's just, like, at a stop. Like, a lot of the people that I might have, I don't know, been with or friends with like in uni aren't even like staying accommodation so it's kind of just like what do I do with my days I wake up I go to prep to get my free drink um I come back <laughs> I do a lecture I go and get another free drink um then do another lecture do podcast stuff and go to sleep and then that's just my day like day after day after day after day um Which can get a bit like repetitive. But um I am enjoying a lot of the stuff, like just the idea like this is gonna be my career, the anatomy stuff is quite fun and like the patient scenarios I find like exciting. Um but yeah, does anyone else have anything to add about their uni experience so far?
2: Yeah, I'm saying because my degree is like a bit more clinical than yours compared other than Effin because he goes in. I've gone in quite a few times for stuff like, I have two modules. One Introduction to Clinical Skills. So, like, so far you've had nothing in that much depth. It's like setting up your bay, like, for so your chair, which what's for what, which type of wipes to use for what, how to position yourself, how to sit, and stuff like that.
0: Let's talk about <laughs> representation in our courses. Yay!
2: What do you guys think?
0: Is it representative? Is it not? What do we think so far?
2: Any points? I feel like for King's, Guy's Campus, if you're doing medicine dentistry, it's proper diverse. Like, mm. From what I've seen, like it's proper, proper diverse.
3: There's a lot
2: of... There's a lot of, ev- a lot of everyone, to be honest. Like, in my mm. form itself, I have people from every continent, even America. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: yeah there's a lot of international
3: students, like a lot of international students. But I Is don't know about people? Barts or Southampton, but...
2: Guys, compass fam. My uni
3: is ghetto. My uni is uh, let me even turn off this iron so we can have (laughs) some representation in Southampton. Wow, wow. (laughs) let, Let me just let me just start by saying I'm the only black, I'm the only yes, no, yes,
2: I'm
3: the only ethnic person in this block in my you're
2: the club,
3: only ethnic person because there was one other Pakistani girl but she moved out because she couldn't hack it so I'm the only ethnic person in this block there's one Asian guy so two that's actors. it yeah in terms of Southampton I feel like I'm not even surprised I feel like anyone if you tell anyone oh well, you go to Union Southampton I feel like they know what you're going through because it's flipping Southampton mate but on my, on my course, because I'm on the foundation here, yeah, so one, it's only me, one black guy, two black girls, and then everyone else Asian, and then there's, like, two white people, one white guy, one white girl. And mm. that's it. So in terms of diversity, I would say it's not, it's not the best at all, mm. city-wise and course-wise. And it's even worse on the BM5. Yeah. It's even worse than the BM five. So I guess Yeah man. I don't I don't know what to say. I'll just be like I'll just say to people that wanna apply to Hampton, I'll just say uh everyone disrespect themselves, isn't it?
0: Just, Great
3: advice. Just, just, just be, just be, be wary of where you apply to uni because, of course, you want to get into medical school as well. But just remember that you're gonna be there for five, or six years. Yeah. So don't. then you'll probably be there for your two foundation years as well, your two training years. Yeah. You mostly, like, the Most like chance of you getting placed in your area is high. No. What well, well, uni
2: area? I thought I thought that's. No, it's not. No, but the all. thing
3: is, I, 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 I know you pick where you want to
2: go, right? Then you pick bro, where bro, you want bro, to go? It's, at the end. It's, no, it's based off, there's one test you do in final year, dentists and medics. It's like in December, I think, or it's in fourth. Year. No, I think it's final year. And it's, it's called SJT, like, know UCAT, SJT. Yeah. It's very similar to that. And that's the only test that all students in the whole UK, they have the same exam. Yeah. And you get ranked based on that test. And... Say for example we all did that test I and mean, all doctors, for example, and we pick like in London, for example, or the, in, in the UK the most competitive um deanery is northwest London. So say we all wanna work there because we live there or something. Then I got ranked five hundred and Effig got a ranked one hundred, he would get that he would get North and I wouldn't. Because yeah. he got a higher rank than me. It's not based off like, for example, say if my first choice was Northwest and Effie's first choice was South East and Northwest was the second choice, London, he would still get Northwest over me because of how many people are in between. They have, they'll have be more likely to pick Northwest and South East. So you don't really get to choose. It's yeah. not more likely for a uni area. It depends what, what rank you put, what uh, areas you put in what rank in your choice. So you can put Northwest London, Newcastle, Birmingham, Manchester. And you don't yeah. have to include Southampton or London at all. Like, it's up to you. And then they base it off your rank of that exam. That's it. I see. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: Another thing. I feel like. Oh, oh yeah, go, sorry, go on. I'll no, no, Another go thing ahead. is, um, I would say, if you're, if you're a black boy applying for medicine, I would say apply for Southampton. Like, we need, because for <laughs> on, my, on, my, on my course here, on the six-year one, there's only, so like I said before, it's only me, I'm the only black boy. And then in, so we, we had something where we, you, you got um, allocated your mentors that, that were on the foundation previously or in other years before. So miraculously, <laughs> I got allocated the only black boy from last year. Right. And then miraculously, the black boy from last year got allocated as a mentor, the only black boy in the year before and then miraculously the black boy from like literally i kid you not this when i met my mentor he was like (laughs) he was like he was like right wow he was laughing and i was like i was like what was like fam, they know what they're doing because he's the only black boy on on his ear the black boy from the m4 was only so it was even funny because i was like when i met him he was like he he i don't mind that he knew they would do this so he booked to meet his mentor at the same time he was meeting me. So his, his mentor came as well. We're all just talking. It was three of us. He we just went to prayer. We're just talking. And then they were, he was just like, yeah, like on his course, on day years as well, they were the only black boys. And he himself, the third year, the second year one, yeah, second year, he has he has a mentor in third year. So I met the first year. and The first year mentor, yeah. So you, you, you got am saying. But yeah, it was just funny. So I was just like, it's either the purposefully picking, purposely, purposefully, Purposely.
1: Okay.
3: So
2: picking on purpose.
3: Picking on purpose. <laughs> black one one black boy. Or maybe I was the only black boy that applied. You never know. Cause I don't know. But yeah, I would just say hey man. Just we need more black people in this year because this is just embarrassing. No. And I know I know two black people. Actually no, I know three black people on the on the main five year one. Yeah, and that's it. Every other person I've been on the BM5 is is either white or Asian, so yeah, that's what I was gonna
0: say. But so, guys, we've gone through our whole medical school experiences so far and everything that we know. Hopefully, you found it informative, interesting, helpful. You found it something that you'll be able to apply to if. You're interested in medicine or dentistry. Um, the last thing that I'd like to do is to get some top tips from our guests, just one piece of advice from each person. Um, something that you think would help an aspiring medical or dental student. Um, FA, you're making a lot of noise. Right. Right. A piece of advice that you think would inspire medical or dental student um yeah who wants to
2: go i'll go first um my tip would be sort of two tips but they're linked so first thing is don't stress because it's not nothing is ever that deep and mm. what's going to prevent you from stressing is comparing your application journey to others so for example mm. some people got interviews interview offers in december and they were gassed and people were like well i don't have it yet This that And those same people who are worried got the interview offers in February, done the Mm. interview and got a place and other people didn't. So Mm. the main thing for you to do is don't compare your your application status with others because that's going to stress you out more. That's going to have a negative impact on your studies and on your interview practice or your application, whatever you need to do on your application. And my advice would be that it's gonna get hard like year 13 is not easy for us cool it was easy after march because no exams whatever Mm. but um even before like start of year 13 so when you're doing your ucap you're doing your personal statement draft stuff like that it's gonna get hard but you have to keep reminding yourself why you're doing it and just keep reminding yourself of the end goal because that's the only way to like properly motivate yourself and tell yourself that this, needs to have, this is that amount of work you need to put in to get where you want to get and it's not easy because you're trying to do dentistry or medicine you want to do these big big careers so don't ever like let yourself slack off being lazy or you think you aren't good enough for example just keep telling yourself that yeah i want to be a doctor i want to be a dentist and this is what i need to do to get there
0: inspiring words from White. The dentist who
2: he thinks
0: he's
2: better than all the medics, anyways. <laughs> I don't treat. think that at all. I am no okay.
0: if you say so. I, you never that see... said that I go
2: to I go to uni for oh. clinical stuff, and you go on to me. That's what happened. Yeah, so because I'm, I'm the I dentist do... one here.
0: It's upsetting me in my home Never see your top tip.
1: Um, yeah, and no, I agree with what Moise said, but I also think it's important that, um, I think it's important, that, like for me right now, I'm um it was a point where all i'm doing is work every time you guys call me i work it's getting to a point where i don't have time to cook because i have to i don't have time for this because i have to work and if it's going to that place you need to there there is something wrong because as much as as much as it's important to like work for your goal you need to you can't get so strong because i feel like you're just going to crash like If you're working like that, it's not going to, you won't be able to sustain it for the whole of medical school, even sixth form, you're not going to be able to sustain it. So I feel like it's important. Everyone, I mean, says take a balance, but I feel like it's generally that you honestly need to, because it's going to be really hard for you to keep working at that kind of pace. So, and if you're struggling, then you need to look at how you're working, because um, you should still have time to do Like If you need to speak to your friends, no, you should be speaking to friends because... You'll, you'll get really stressed out if you don't. So I feel like, um, yes, definitely work hard, but if you don't have time to maybe, I don't know, have like a longer break or maybe take, even if it's half a day off, um, then without you being completely behind, then um, you need to calm down a bit. So I think it's just important to find a balance.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And just making sure that you have that good work-life balance will even improve your feel way more relaxed. Thanks, Nebusy. And finally, F.A., do you want to give us your top tip? Or um, advice
3: in general? Yeah, like everyone previously said before, don't doubt yourself. My black people, please, I need you to listen. This is for my black medics. Black girls, black boys, black boys especially, because I feel like a lot of black girls are black too, but black boys don't. If you happen to be a black boy listening to this podcast, you need to keep focused you need to you need to apply really into because i feel like a lot of people just doubt themselves and just think oh i can't do it they have seen everyone else getting interviews or they have seen like people around them and telling them uh oh, yeah, the chances of you getting in it's just mad low. like uh and teachers and six will do that a lot like I know, I feel like yeah. we, especially in our situation, like most of the teachers were like, oh, "I don't know why you guys are, you guys on the medicine, and you're doing mm. this. Like all of them, <laughs> slice like comments. Just tell them to yeah. shut up. Like just ignore it. So don't, I would say,
0: don't obviously um, tell them to shut up. Yeah,
3: but mm. just in your head, block just it out. Like, just block it out because mm. really, and truly, they don't know what they're talking about. Because um, yeah, like,
1: like, what FA saying now as well. Um, I think that. Um, it's important to say it's not you don't always just have to go straight medicine like we've done that but I feel like even even when I was speaking to um, I think it was even you guys like if it wasn't medicine kind of first time it would be you'd be very discouraged and I feel like half of the people that am in my course so many of them have done um, a degree before or taken a gap year I know maybe compared to other people everyone's kind of moving but Like in my in my class, not class, but like the people in my um, also doing the course. um, So many of them, it was more of them who would have done degrees or taken a gap year or something than us who kind of just went straight into. So if it's not first time, like don't like there's so many other people in that situation. That I think there's someone in my course who's even done dentistry and is now doing medicine. Like don't compare yourself to, yeah. Don't compare yourself like just to what everyone's doing. If you want to do medicine, then even if it might take longer or a different way, like don't let that discourage you.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for absolutely, I could I agree with that. But uh, yeah, man, I would say just in in general, advice for everyone, everyone else apply for medicine. I say just stay focused. Don't forget that you're applying for medicine or dentistry don't forget that there are some things you need to do to meet the requirements as much as there are times where we're thinking like this is just a drag now like i remember when i used to like why do i have to do all of this like this is too much stress personal statement period was very stressful like that september to december period of applying for medicine they remind me because I'm in trauma (laughs) yeah it was mad so I was. I'm still in recovery from that stay on top of the first statement stay on top of work just leave that that summer year 12 to year 13 summer September October November just leave that period black because you're going to need to focus to stay on top of the work and just interviews are not that deep stop stressing over that and yeah man I hope everyone gets in. for my black men you can do it man i'm begging you you can do it you really can you really can um as i was just
0: looking at the skype like i was just looking at the the camera as we're doing this interview not interview but as we're doing this episode um i just realized that a year ago we were literally so stressed like just thinking are we gonna get in going through the whole process um so if you need any proof or any evidence that like it's possible to do, then um, we are definitely, I think, walking living testaments of that. Um, I'm gonna obviously speak to my guests. You know how we do Omier's corner. I'm gonna speak to my guests afterwards, get them to give me some resources that they use um, on my Instagram story. Make sure you're following me at Omier's underscore corner on Instagram and on Twitter. I've been posting a lot of interview workshops that are available from a number of different unis including kings different societies do quite a few interview workshops there's also melanin medics which i'm a really big advocate of because it was one of the um, really good interview practices i had last year all of this will be in the description box and also i have said on instagram i've said on my socials and i will say again for anyone who's listening if anybody is an aspiring medic if there's anything you'd like me to read any interview practice any advice that you like please don't hesitate to contact me um and my guests as well I can always ask them um for help and assistance so thank you so so much for listening to this third of our degree workshops next week make sure you tune in because we have a law yeah I said a law workshop coming we're going to have a variety of guests who are studying law at different unis across the country we also have a guest who's not actually studying law at uni but is doing a degree apprenticeship as well in law so we're going to get a really broad range of views and opinions and ideas so be sure to um keep up with my instagram so that you get all the latest updates and i will see you in the next one toodle pip <music>